Well, good morning, followers of the Real World Podcast. Uh, my name is Bobby, and I am back for season two of the Real World Podcast. Okay, easy for me to say, Real World Podcast. And season two is going to be a little different. Um, Scott and Tyler are off busy doing other podcasts, and my youngest son, Brian, has joined us this season, so we're excited to have him here. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Mom. Time for season two, part two. <laughs> season two, part two. So um, what Brian is saying is we've already recorded this episode, but we thought we recorded this episode. Yeah, apparently there was an error on the <laughs> memory cartridge, and since I was looking at my mom while trying to talk to her, I did not notice an error. So it stopped recording after five seconds. Yes, yeah, so, so this is going to be a repeat of what we've already talked about. So I'm sure it's going to be slightly different. One of the things we are going to try to do this season. Well, r- real quick, since okay, I sure. didn't technically introduce myself oh, this yes. time. Oh, yes. Okay, Brian, <laughs> tell us who you are. Hi, guys. My name is Brian. Uh, hey, excuse me. I find that offensive. I said, hi, my name is Brian. You said, hi, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, people. <laughs> my name is Brian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Uh, yourself. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just (laughs) laughing so much. Uh, That's a good thing. uh, Yes. Laughter Uh, is good medicine. uh, I am a huge nerd. I (laughs) I do not mean that in a way that it is a pejorative. I love everything from comic books to anything with superheroes to anything with fantasy. Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite things ever. Uh, And I am also a huge Bible nerd. I love the Bible a lot. I'm going to seminary right now and nearly graduated. Uh, doesn't mean I'm an expert. I don't know every single thing there is. Who does? I mean, well, exactly. God. Is, uh, I believe it was my senior teacher, Mr. Burdett, who said, uh, in high school, he said, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Absolutely. I've been saying that for years. The older I get, the more I realize I don't know. You know, it's amazing how, how that happens. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So welcome, Brian. We're happy you're here. One of the things that um, we want to try to change uh, this year is to try to keep each episode down to about 30 minutes. Um, last year, they went usually between 45 and 60, and so we're going to try to keep these to 30 minutes. And um, we hope that you follow us on Instagram. We're at Real World Podcast. You can also reach us by emailing us at hello at realworldpodcast.com. And we would really appreciate your feedback. Um, we'd like to know what topics you'd like for us to cover. Definitely. Anything controversial. Yes, anything if controversial. Have, if you want us to give us, have us give any spicy takes, any, <laughs> anything that's uh, very controversial, that Definitely. is allowed. Awesome. So, you know, Real World Podcast, this began last year. Um, Scott, uh, my middle son, and I, um, and Tyler moderated. And the whole intent was for us to focus on, you know, bridging the gap between uh, baby boomers and millennials, of which I'm the baby boomer and Scott was the millennial. And Brian just squeaks by in the millennial category. Millennials are to the end of 95, and he's his birthday is December 29th, 1995. So he just squeaks in under the radar. That's right. Uh, I mentioned this in the original version of this episode. <laughs> but uh, I've always liked the... I mean, we probably stopped making jokes about uh, the fact that there was this is the second version. <laughs> but 
<laughs> it is kind uh, of comedy, though. It is kind it of is the really blind funny. leading the blindness. You were you were not thrilled when I realized that I had not noticed and done goofed. Well, Scott and Tyler uh, had experience in doing podcasts because they do a couple other podcasts, and so I just came and showed up and spoke, and they took care of all the technical stuff. And you're learning. Um, yep. This is something new for you, but you're looking forward to doing another podcast down the line. So this is good experience for you. That's right. I will so. eventually want to host an actual play uh, RPG podcast. Whatever that all means. But for for <laughs> what, for anyone who is interested in me explaining myself, it just means I want to host a D&D Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So there you go. That kind of goes back into what he talked about, what he likes to do. Yeah. So he likes to live in a fantasy world. Unfortunately, we live in the real world, and we're here <laughs> that to is talk a very, about... That is a very good segue. I'm very impressed. Are you impressed with that? I'm actually very impressed. <laughs> I give that segue like a 9 out of 10. Oh, well, thank you. That's pretty awesome. It's about the only time I'll ever get a 9 out of 10. <laughs> but anyway, so we're here for the Real World Podcast, talking about real world issues. And um, as our <clears throat> our church, church slogan, or church, I mean, I'm just not speaking well today, um, you know, our motto, I'm not sure what you really call it, but kind of like vision our statement. vision statement, I guess. Um, I think in Christianese, it's typically referred to as a vision statement. Okay, so it's a vision statement, is to be real with ourselves, God, and others. And so um, it's important that we become real with ourselves first, because if we're not real with ourselves, then we're never going to be real with God or others. And so then obviously also need to be real with God and then also with others. And sometimes as we're... <clears throat> going through this world, it can be a real challenge um, to do that. And so one of the um, areas where I think is really challenging right now, and, and they are very challenged in being real, and that's uh, the, American, the America media. Definitely. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, I think journalism has become very partisan. And it's like, who do you trust anymore? You know, when you, when I was a, when I was a girl, um, everyone watched the nightly news, you know, everyone had a different, you know, some watched NBC, some watched ABC, some watched CBS. And of course this is way long before, you know, any streaming or any, you know, you had basically like five channels or something like that when I was a girl. I mean, there really weren't any of these cable channels, you know, that exist today. And I find it ironic. In fact, I was talking to my husband Dave this morning. <clears throat> we find ourselves watching streaming, you know, either Netflix or friendly TV for me um, or this new one, Discovery Plus, <laughs> or my grandchildren, Disney. And it's like, so we actually have cable. We have Spectrum because my father, you know, lives in our home. And, and so we have Spectrum for him but we never watch it. So there's like 500 channels on Spectrum and we don't find ourselves watching it at all. And it's because it's it's so mainstream and there's there's like nothing I want to watch. I just I'm just not interested. And so I'm I'm just getting kind of lame. I'm I'm kind of focused on like HGTV type stuff, Food Network type stuff. Um and that's kind of where I where I roll or going watching the Hallmark channels on Friendly TV. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, regarding TV shows, the thing—the only two things I'm really watching right now is WandaVision, which is a Marvel show. Mm. So for instance, Never I heard of it. I don't think my mom, yeah, no. you don't know. No. And then there's an anime I like called ReZero. Again, nah, it's, I don't it's know. Just, it's, a re, it's a really <laughs> cool cartoon in Japan. There That's you go. about it. Do you know Japanese? No. Okay, so how do you, is, do they? It's subtitles. It's subtitles, okay. 
very good. It's, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the American media uh, and what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, did you want to give me, did you want me to say my first initial take? Because you kind of gave your initial take with uh, how you grew up. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. So, and I really didn't even finish that kind of thing, but I wanted to just say how trusted the, um, and just so you know, this is what I do. I, I stop in the middle of a sentence and then I start another sentence and drives my husband crazy sometimes. So, <laughs> I grew up with so, it. I don't worry. I know. <laughs> so one of the challenges with just Brian and I doing this is that like last year we, there were three of us. And so it was kind of good to have uh, like a third person, uh, the moderator, Tyler did a great job of that. And so it's Brian and I here doing this alone. And uh, so we're going to do our best and hopefully we won't go off course. So Brian, you're going to need to reel me in sometimes. That's fine. Because that's kind of where I, and that's how I roll. I'll, I'll give you a funny wink. <laughs> Whenever you get like too like excited or upset, I'll be like. <laughs> and for those of you who wondered why there was a two second pause in the podcast, it's because I was winking. He was winking. He truly was. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say is that back in the day, you know, America media was to be trusted. I, you just trusted what they, what they shared. It didn't seem partisan. Um, it, it seemed like journalists really sought the truth and right now that seems to be further from the truth yeah and i think that's a good segue into my take where all these mainstream corporations uh a lot of the reason why the news is so partisan why it's so biased uh, regardless of what perspective you're coming from is because these are mega corporations and they want news that sells whether it is count uh, viewer not 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 counts but viewership count on the TV when uh, older a uh, long longer ago a while ago <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how to frame it because I don't want to make I don't want people to feel too old when I say with using the newspaper we're old <laughs> <laughs> it's because I feel like the newspaper was still at least somewhat prevalent until like twenty ten ish until smartphones almost. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, and then... And now you can still read it, but most people, or a lot of people read it electronically. Yes, yeah. and which was going to be an hour clicks. Mm-hmm. And right. people will click publish... Bait. Exactly, <laughs> click clickbait. People will publish whatever will sell well. Yeah. And the little story I gave uh, before was that back, I think it was 20, early 2018, or it was not too long after Trump was elected president, and I am by no means a fan of the man, but there is this huge thing for a day or two about how he took an extra scoop of ice cream uh, <laughs> at some sort of event. Which <laughs> I've never heard this story before. Uh, I mean, technically now you have. I have, because I heard it <laughs> you heard before. It, you heard it a few minutes ago. Uh, but yeah, it was just something like, the, the, reason, the, re- the only reason that story was published was because it would sell, because... Trump bad, so we should we should publish this because people will like, oh yeah, see, Trump's bad. So like, this is the story of how Trump is bad. And again, I'm not a big fan of the man, but it was just sort of like a good example of media that's produced only because it'll produce clicks, because everyone will look at that laugh and say, wow, how much, how awful is Trump? And then conservatives will look at that and say, really, is this a story? And then they'll click as well. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, I mean, that that's kind of a softball issue. And, and really, we had uh, these major issues oh, regarding definitely. American journalists that are their failures to report. And I don't want to say even necessarily the journalists. I think some of the journalists, um, I know that there have been recently a few that have left the New York Times and, <clears throat> pardon me, 
you know, I, I think it's a real struggle for them when they work for an organization that is purely partisan and they want to report the real news and they won't, they're not allowed to. And so they have to either get fired or step, you know, step down from their roles. And so um, most recently, you know, in the last uh, few years, in the first three years, the mainstream media, all they talked about was the Russia collusion with President Trump, which ultimately ended up being nothing. It was debunked. It wasn't real. It was all made up by people that worked in the Obama administration. And frankly, the media, like, they, they reported the wrong story. The real story was the Obama administration, uh, you know, doing all of this surveillance and, and uh, following Trump's campaign. I mean, it's illegal. It was criminal behavior, yet there's been nothing about that. Yeah, it was being aware of all these things he was going to be accused of later and then doing nothing about it. And... Uh Definitely, I definitely think that's wrong. Uh, as I've already kind of talked to you a little bit about, I don't necessarily think Trump's not guilty with that. I think it's very possible he did that. But I'm also not, like, super upset about it because Russia also donated, donated to, yeah, donated, donated to Hillary's campaign in 2016. Uh, and then they also donated to Bernie Sanders' campaign this last year. Yeah. And it was just... My little conspiracy theory is that they donated to Bernie. They were involved in Bernie because they wanted him to win because if they thought it was Bernie versus Trump, Trump was going to win. But, like, we don't know. We don't but it's, know. But it's not like Russia wasn't involved in most other politicians' campaigns. <laughs> but the bottom line is is that the media failed to investigate Definitely. the spying on Trump. And that was what the real issue is. Whether you like Trump or you don't like Trump, I'm not a personal fan of the guy well, well not just that I mean, but then also not reporting on all these other people like they accuse him of colluding but then all these other people are also involved they with were Russia. colluding they were colluding together to spy i mean these people this is criminal behavior and they're allowed to do it it's gonna say uh, nixon's stuff paled in comparison yet i i'm not hearing anything about anybody being charged with anything regarding spying on trump and it's like it's just wrong it's just wrong it's not about Trump himself, but yet it is because that's ultimately why we're talking about this because the American media today is so partisan that mm -hmm. they choose what you're going to hear and what you're not going to hear. So, you know, for me, I have to look at, I mean, I do my own searching, but I, frankly, I don't find truth in any of it, right or left. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like I have to try to come to my own conclusions. I have to really hunt for the facts to try to get to them. And, you know, many people have reported that NPR is um, unbiased. I don't find that to be true. When I've listened to reports on NPR, it seems to be biased, but I would say it's probably the the better neutral. Um, yeah, in my, my experience, NPR is probably one of the best ones. I also like BBC, yeah. which is pretty biased at times, but it's mm -hmm. more as biased as anti-American rather because <laughs> it's a it's a British news company. So they don't really care about conservative or liberal. They just don't like Americans that much. But I think the the American media media just so influenced the most recent presidential election. Um, you know, it amazes <laughs> me how how much um, Trump was censored during the election and how the media refused there was there was so little journalistic um effort on investigating the biden family corruption um allegations and again we have 
there's a lot of evidence for this, yet it hasn't been investigated. And I don't know whether there's any truth in it or not, but I want to know. Okay, let's say, if is President Biden, if he was involved in this, we need to know. Yet Trump is impeached for for something that he didn't do. Like, you know, it was debunked. There was no truth in, in this whole Russian um, spy gate. Uh, but I, I do want to add a quick thing in. Go ahead. Just to give a little bit of a push, a little bit of pushback, uh, that the impeachment vote was pretty much partisan lines. It was. So it's, it's just a little bit of pushback of it. It could be true, and Republicans just could have been covering for him because Trump was on the GOP was was Republican. I, I guess I don't follow that at all because there was there was no evidence at all about any Russian collusion. There was no evidence, zero. Even the people who who, you know, that did the dossier, when it, when it came down to actually, um, um, I'm sorry, my memory is so bad, but when it came down to actually having to go to trial and everything, none of them could, nobody could corroborate this information. Oh, yeah, and I read that a lot of times. Almost every single more liberal news article about that I read is how all these people are just lying. <laughs> and again, uh, it, this is uh, not about the partisan aspect of it, other yeah. than it's about the partisan aspect, aspect. of it. It's like yeah. not from us. I mean, we're not, I mean, yeah, we're going to each have political differences, which we do. Um, we do. Brian I, and I definitely have different um, viewpoints on politics and on how this world should be governed. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be conservative. Brian tends to be more libertarian. Libertarian and, and small government. I should I should specify by libertarian. I don't necessarily mean the stereotypical capitalist libertarian. Uh, I I definitely think there's a lot of ways I'm more liberal than my mom too. But I'm mainly totally. for is less government as possible that can still be efficient. Uh, that that's what I that's what I mainly care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to what we were saying a little bit. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, getting back to the First Amendment, um, <clears throat> so the First Amendment um, states that Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, and um, basically what that means is that, generally speaking, the government may not jail, fine, or impose civil uh, liability on people or organizations based upon what they say or write, except if there's exceptional circumstances, and um so the First Amendment only restrains the government. So private companies um, are really, they can kind of do what they want, you know. Um, excuse me, it should be like a supply and demand kind of thing. But when it comes to social media, that's where there's a huge problem right now because so many people are on social media. And um, if I get my statistics correct the right now about a quarter of the world's population is on facebook and in the u.s nearly 80 percent of the people that are on the internet use facebook and so when i think about the most recent presidential election and how influential social media was with regard to the election it's like they censored trump so they were they wouldn't even allow him to to report anything everything they said they're like fact check fact check fact check and of course so much of what he said was his opinion and it's like since when are we not allowed to share our opinions even if you're the president of the united states i mean it's up to us it's about our personal responsibility to do our investigations and to to decide 
what's right and what's wrong. And it's not up to social media to censor this information. It is just, it's wrong. And you know what? It's beyond that. It's evil. It's evil because, you know what? Blood is on their hands because they're deciding, like, what's on and what's not. And while they are a private company and while they may technically have the right to do so, it's just wrong. That's not who we are as Americans. You know, we are the melting pot. We have so many different cultures that have come here. And why do people continue to want to come here? They want to come here for a better life because this is a great place to live, right? And, but if we continue to erode at our freedoms, which is what's been happening, then where are we going to be 10, 20, 30 years from now? I know where I'm going to be. I'm not going to be here. But, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. As a 59-year-old, it's just so hard to look at these freedoms being eroded and how how things have changed so much over the time since I was a little girl. It's like the world seems like it's upside down. Yeah, no, definitely. It definitely feels, it can definitely feel like that way for a lot of people. Uh, I'm sorry if it seemed like I was laughing a second ago while you were talking. I tried to stifle it. But when you <laughs> when you mentioned people coming over here, it reminded me of a meme I saw where it was Biden's and Trump's uh, 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 speeches when they were uh, coming under oath, when they were being uh, inducted. Okay. Uh, is that the right word? I guess. That's probably the right word. Uh well, anyways, Trump, because Trump's famous phrase is make America great again. Mm-hmm. And one of the things Biden said was, this is a great nation. And it was just a meme saying that, that son of a guy, you did it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was like, you made it a great again. <laughs> it is. That is yeah. funny. It was just, I was like, oh, that's, okay, that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, Brian, you, you pointed out um, before about, you know, historically how... Um, like I can say the world is upside down and, yes. and how, how terrible things can seem at times. And um, one of the things that happened to me yesterday is I had a doctor's appointment and I had to do a short survey before I went there. And one of the questions was, what gender were you at birth? And the second question was, what gender do you identify with now? And I looked at those two questions and I'm like, I, I can't even believe those are questions being asked of me. Um, from the time I was little, I knew there were two genders, and um, that's biological. And I'm not gonna. We're not gonna get into that whole topic yeah, right we, now on know, gender identity. We, we don't need to talk about. Trans we will talk right about now. it in the future. But the point is, is how different. I mean, that wouldn't have been something that I would have conceived of mm-hmm. when I was a child. You know, you just kind of know, and. Uh, especially who you are. Yeah, and it's, there's been so many different things where uh, you've been saying so far I wanted to give a response to, but by the time you finish your sentence, I end up losing track of what I was going to say. But in regards to, it's okay. sorry. Wow, can't believe you just said that to me. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, in regards to it feeling like the world's changing so much and things are just going downhill, one of the Bible stories that comes, well, not necessarily a Bible story, but one of the big things in the book of Kings in the Bible is that it is a book. Uh, technically, it's one book, if you guys don't know that. First and Second Kings were just on two different scrolls, but they're actually one entire text. 
and it was, it's from God's perspective. And God judges all these kings, all the political leadership of Israel of the day based on their relationship with him and based on their moral failings or not. Uh, and there is a king known as Ahaz who was considered a horrible king, terrible king, terrible person. He allowed a lot of the Canaanite religions, the worship of, uh, of Baal, uh, uh, and what's like a lot of the things that are prohibited in the law, the first five books of the Old Testament, which if you don't know, a lot of those prohibitions exist because people were doing them, like sacrificing children, uh, a lot of awful things. But p- historically, King Ahaz is known as this great figure, and because he was, he won a lot of these epic and great battles. He helped ensure Israel's freedom for a bit longer, politically speaking. Uh, he didn't let himself be subjugated to stronger kings. And it's just to say that it's easy from our perspective to think things are going well or things are going bad. And there was such a different view of things at that time in Israel because the people who were worshiping God, who were worshiping Yahweh, they, they saw that and they said, he is, he is doing... <laughs> Sorry, uh, Yahweh is. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just you kept distracting me with that when you were doing that. I'm sorry, I, I, I was distracting him. I was looking at the time to see where we were. I've been paying attention. To, <laughs> I've been paying to, attention, and I had to get up from where I was sitting, and I was so yeah, distracted. You, you said you, you so tried sorry. to you tried to tell me to keep talking, and then you <laughs> kept did. getting up, and I just kept looking. <laughs> I can't focus on two things at once. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right, you're a guy. Sorry. Oh, did I say that? Ooh, that wow. sounds. That is horribly sexist that's, and very completely sexist. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, having <laughs> husband and three sons, it's kind of like, yeah, generally not the best multitaskers. At least with the four of us. Yes, <laughs> at least that's right. Uh, going back to what I was saying was that, so the people who worship God uh, at the time of Israel during King Ahaz, they they saw how things were getting worse. And they saw how the world was going downhill. Uh, they were going to be seeing the beginning of the prophets and how God was going to be promising judgment and condemnation and then eventually the exile. And so they just saw how things were getting worse. But for everyone who was a supporter of King Ahaz, a lot of the, people, the majority of Israel who weren't worshiping God at that time, they saw things only getting better. And they saw how things were going uphill. and that, Or not uphill because that's negative. But you, things were going getting better. Things were their lives were going well. They had been earning their freedom through victory and battles. They didn't have to rely on God anymore. It was like this, we can do what we want. And you see this two differing opinions and it's easy to kind of look throughout history and see this is a very common thing with God's people and local cultures. People who worship God will see when things are going downhill or not. And a lot of times the prevalent culture will be seeing the opposite. And the reality, things are kind of just perpetuated. It's like a cycle that just keeps repeating itself. Mm -hmm. Things will get like, sure, today we struggle with things that are considered sins like homosexuality being prevalent in America. But we don't, uh, I guess if you're going to talk about abortion, actually, we do have child sacrifice. But Mm. if that's one one horrible (laughs) way to think about it. But I think you guys know what I'm saying. Whereas they had to deal with actively killing your child. Uh, where you have your child and you bring them to an altar and you sacrifice them to a God to bring blessing on your family. And that's just not something 
we have to deal with, but it's the cycle that keeps going. Sure. But, you know, and I think you're always going to have differences of opinion. I mean, that's kind of what makes the world go round, right? I mean, we, we all are different. Um, but as we talk about the media, and it's just so partisan these days that, it, it, again, it's, it's a challenge to find the truth. And, um, you know, yeah, we can compare this to history and say, okay, this isn't, this doesn't rack itself up with, you know, some of the atrocities that have yeah. occurred. And we should never compare atrocities. Right. But the, the problem is it is something that we have to deal with in the real world. And yes. we, especially people of my age, probably and older, see our freedoms being eroded um, from where they were. And, and it's just really concerning when we we just see the censorship and um why can't it just all be reported and it's like um we get to decide what's truth and what's not yeah and um i mean i think that's that's basically where i'm coming from yeah you're you're kind of saying where's the personal responsibility absolutely with with knowing right from wrong and understanding what's absolutely and what's not absolutely absolutely so, yeah, and, and I, what you said actually just reminded me of something I was going to say earlier when you're talking about how Trump was banned from Twitter and all the fact-checking and everything. Uh, like I mentioned, I'm more libertarian in standpoint. I, I'm i not always in favor of regulations. Uh, but something that's important is the, the First Amendment It's talking about public speech, talking about government, protective speech in the public area, which is mostly pertaining to government activities. But what happens when you have something like social media, where, as you said, over 80% of the people who have internet, which is pretty much mm-hmm. almost everyone in America, yeah. have mm-hmm. Facebook. Right. And My 85-year-old father has it. <laughs> right? He has an iPhone yeah. 11, so and you it's, know, it's pretty amazing. When these become essentially public spheres of influence, like what? It's, it becomes difficult because there needs to be something. They can't just determine what's truth and what's not it, true. Well, exactly. And I think that's where my problem is, more with the censorship over all of this than with anything. And so they're deciding what you're seeing and what you're not. So, so I mean, one of the funny things that, you know, so many memes were created last year was, is like every day, as soon as you'd open up Facebook, you know, you had like this little... Um, um, you had this, I don't know what you call them, but just like a little... Post. Post. I guess you could call it a post from the um, elections that asking if you've been registered to vote. Have you registered to vote? Have you registered to vote? Have you registered? I mean, it's like, I mean, it was constant. And it's like, I just know that there were so many problems with the election last year. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying... (laughs) you know, that, that Trump should have won or whatever. But I know personally there were in California, it was horrible. I know people like your father. I mean, he got two ballots. I know somebody who got three ballots and all to the same address to the same name. And, and it's like variations of the name. You got two ballots too. Yeah. And, and so again, if you're an honest person, you're going to, you're going to complete one, you're going to send it in, but there's a lot of unscrupulous people out there. And so it's like, I seriously don't understand how do they get it wrong? Like it's not that hard to to have a database where you would you wouldn't know that there's three ballots going to this address so that with the same name or I, it's it, it kind of like boggles my mind and 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 I honestly don't understand the whole 
concept of local elections, you know, like the lo- the local county um, that's in charge of a general election matter. It seems to me like going forward, there should be another way to handle a general election and not through a local registrar. So uh, again, I know I'm way going way off in yeah. uh, <laughs> so, left field, but um, <laughs> um, anyway, let's get back to um, the American media and uh, social media censorship. And yeah. you know, we need to be able to protect speech and we don't want it to be censored. We need to be adults and we need to be personally responsible for what information we're going to take in and what we're going to believe. And, and I, I want it all out there. And um, so I think one of the things that happened, I think the, the straw for me was when um, Google, Apple, Amazon Web Services decided to remove Parler from mm. its uh, platform and Parler was created and was like the most rapidly growing social media. And this was uh, during 2020 when um, so much of the, the censorship was occurring with President Trump that it just fed up enough people that they felt like they weren't getting the truth anywhere. And so this um, Parler became very, it's a conservative um, platform and it became very widespread. What's well, now back on they they have a different host um but it's kind of like be careful what you wish for so when you have either side that wants to repress information mm-hmm. um the other side's going to come out stronger and so i'm just saying you got to be careful let let's just all be adults let's all be honest with each other it's okay to disagree yeah. I, I don't know if i would necessarily say the other side will come out stronger i definitely think it can make the other side more radical though well it, it could because because like uh we're talking about i remember talking with dad once and one of the things that made him really frustrated eventually made him vote for trump was he felt like he kept just hearing every day that he was racist just because he was a white man and he's never <laughs> felt like he's ever done anything bad in his life he's Always worked for everything he's gotten. He's he was privilege. He was born poor. <laughs> uh, no offense, Dad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was born not in the best situation. But he had a loving family, and he worked hard, and he he got some yeah, success. Succeeded, and and it's just to say he felt so insulted because it felt like everyone was probably diminishing everything he did. Mm-hmm. And it's well, just when you when you have that kind of when you when you when when that's all you do when you just lash out like that it'll radicalize people. Mm-hmm. Like there's been a lot of teens who've become conservative over the years because they're just all they're doing is being called as a racist just because they're white, mm-hmm. and it's because that's what they're taking mm-hmm. in. I and, have to admit I've yeah. been really really frustrated with the whole racism issue. It's like yeah. you know what I'm going to be the first to support somebody who's being um, falsely you know, accused or, uh, you know, if, if they've been treated harshly because of the race, I'm going to be supporting them in Definitely. any way I can. But let's, let's just make sure that's real issues. It's, yeah. it's like, I mean, I don't know we, if you heard about the latest lady, the, the lady with the, <laughs> the tried to use gorilla glue, glue in her hair. No. Okay. So well, well, African American lady tried to use a, a gorilla glue in her hair and now she's basically claiming that it's racist that that it this whole thing that that came about um and i'm not even understanding just i, I don't even understand it it maybe, was like it was just foolish on her part 
to try to use yeah. effectively super glue in her hair. I don't. I have no idea. I do think we should be careful. Should be a bit careful because we are essentially two white people in this That's conversation. True. That's true. Uh, we don't want to. We don't want to. That's a not good only point. not say anything offensive, but we we, we shouldn't don't just, be offensive. We should also make sure that we would have a person of. Of in this case, black ancestry, specifically, true. we're talking about black that's people. A good, that's a good point. Uh, because we don't want to get too off topic and start talking about something that we may have views on that someone else may have a very different... Maybe we can invite my friend Jared on one day yeah, or something awesome. like this. Yeah. Yeah. He's, already, he's always left me with some good thoughts. I would love that. Uh, I would actually love... We could talk about racism um, and have Jared on. That'd be great. Yeah, I could talk to him about that. I'm sure yeah. he might be interested. Yeah. Uh I was going to say something before that because we were talking about freedom of speech. Well, basically, oh, you were talking about radicalization. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, the pendulum always swings. Yeah. I mean, we're talking it, about radicalization. Yeah. And one of the things that made me kind of really upset because I do not like Trump. I'll be one of the first people to say that. I am not a fan of his at all. Uh, and it's very hard to respect the man. Uh, but when he was, su- when he was suspended uh, permanently from Twitter... One of the first things I noticed after after kind of laughing a little bit about it, not, not going to lie to you guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be real, uh, is that I noticed that China and North Korea both have Twitter accounts. So it's really, you're going to literally have a ty- two different tyrant nations, one of them having concentration camps uh, with Muslims in mass in thousands upon thousands. We're like, it's almost like we're, yeah. We're, it's like everything yeah. else, Brian. There's a double standard and it's, it just as a double standard. And so we have to be careful. We have to be careful about avoiding getting radicalized when other mm-hmm. people use strong language. Yes. Like when the American media calls all people who are like in the GOP or Republicans Nazis right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a Democrat out there, a lot of times uh, the Republicans, at least in my in the younger sphere, will call a lot of liberals libtards to or, say that they're retarded. Or communists. Or communists. Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, socialist isn't much of a pejorative as it mm-hmm. used to be, but sometimes that's still, still used to me. <laughs> I'm say, I'm say it's not as much. There's a lot of people who are openly like, "Yeah, no, socialism, socialism's good." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's not to say uh, it's not like Republicans aren't somewhat guilty of doing the same because right now well, we we again. there's only one country that has like legit concentration camps that we hear news about, and that's China. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the bottom line is the bottom line is is let's be adults. Definitely. Let's have the truth reported on all sides, and then we get to decide what that truth is. We get to decide how we're going to act, how we're going to react. Um, mm. And let's do this in a respectful way, in a loving way. Yes. Um, the Lord created us all in his image. That's every single one of us. I believe it's James 2. It says, be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to, be, and slow to be angry. Yes. And it's all that to say is, we can't always control the things around us, but we can always control our reaction. Absolutely. Very yeah. good. Well, I think that's a good way to maybe end this episode. I think so too. Brian? It is It is getting uh, close to our time now. So I just, just want to thank you. Uh, thank you, mom, for having me on the podcast. And We're so, so happy you're here, Brian. Yes. And so I just want to thank you guys all for listening today. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week. So just as a reminder, we want to encourage you to send us uh, your emails at hello at realworldpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram, uh, tag at realworldpodcast. Definitely. And uh, 
If you guys want us to talk about anything specific, feel free to ask us to talk about any controversial take that we can. Absolutely. We're here for you. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Have and a good week. Yep, and hopefully we'll bring uh, God's word to it as Absolutely. much as we can. Absolutely. Absolutely.